Aloha and welcome to another edition of the Hawaii Vacation Connection. I'm Aloha Bruce. How's it going? You got Lanai. Thanks for tuning in. We're going to be talking about Hawaii Calls. What does Hawaii Calls mean? It was a radio show that actually ran in Hawaii from 1935 to 1975. It was hosted by a gentleman by the name of Webley Edwards. Really was a show that inspired people to come to Hawaii. I wasn't born yet. I, yeah, I was. Born. I know all about it though. My uncle was a part of it. Yeah. Oh, your uncle was a part yeah. of it. So we're going to kind of talk about that and kind of talk about the history of tourism and how the how it evolved here in Hawaii and why another reason why you should be coming here. And don't forget the podcast is brought to you by us. We're the owners of Hawaii Aloha Travel. We're in Hawaii. Hawaii is experts, and you can catch us on the web at Hawaii-Aloha.com. You can also reach us at. Uh, by calling us at 1-800-843-8771. You can also follow us on all social media verticals. You can find Lanai here at at Lanai, L-A-N-A-I. You can find me at Aloha Bruce or Hawaii Aloha Travel on Facebook. And uh, keep in touch with us and get involved. You'll be very Yeah, man, I want to talk to you. What's going on? Yeah. Where are you from? Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and we do want to hear from you. you know, we, we like to answer the emails that you, you have and the questions you have. So please uh, email us and let us know what's on your mind. And especially if you want to book a vacation, that's what we do. We help folks plan their Hawaii vacations, even in these tough times. We have ways of uh, getting you here and helping you protect your funds and doing it hassle-free. All right. So I got inspired. Yeah. Yeah. Earlier today, actually, I was wa- scouring the Internet. You know, I had nothing to do. And I ran across a version of Hawaii Calls. It's a video. I don't, it wasn't a video. It had to be done in like no, cinematography back in the day. And I think they colored it because it used to be black and white when it first started. Well, it was just a radio show. Yeah. When it first started, it wasn't right. even television. I don't know where this came from, but it was done in 1965. And I want to quote what he said in the video at the very beginning, just to kind of set the tone here. Some people say it's changing. It is a bit on the shore. Some of the old shacks are gone, new buildings have replaced them, but Waikiki is the same gay, colorful picture of sunbathers, outrigger canoes, suntan people with guitars and music everywhere. Look around and see for yourself. Yeah. So that just kind of blew my mind, because even back then, they were starting to see that you know, it was getting really busy. Yeah, you look, at, um, you look at Waikiki today, like I've been riding my bike through Waikiki every weekend. You should come with me one day. You know how to ride a bike? Yeah. Me and, Sean, me and Sean, will go. we go right through, like, just to exercise and just stop, have a drink. Really? Yeah, we bring drinks. Okay. And then we go you have ride a bicycle? A little, yeah, I have a bicycle. <laughs> okay. So anyways, um, you, you see these homes, plantation homes. Right. In the middle of... in the, in the e- middle of hotels. I'm, and the reason is, is these families do not want to let them go. And I applaud them because back in the day... This was even when I was in, in elementary school. You could go surf and then go to someone's house one block away and they'd right. be having a barbecue. Right, right. And now there's hotels and condos everywhere, but there's still these old plantation houses I know, houses I always wonder who owns those things. Oh, these you are know? landowners that owned it for beginning of time that don't want to let it go. And occasionally I see them come up for sale and they're very yeah, expensive yeah. and you couldn't live in them. No. I mean, you couldn't live in these. Yeah, but, you know, when you think about it, those that was what was there in Waikiki yeah. back in the day. 
And the golden years of tourism actually started in the 20s and 30s. And that's, yeah. that's when it really all began. And there were only two hotels. What well, two hotels were they? The Moana and the right. Royal Hawaiian Hotel. And the Moana is where Hawaii Calls started, the radio show. Uh, that's the first and the oldest hotel on the strip of Waikiki. But the first, actually, it's the second. The oldest hotel is the new Otani Hotel at Kaimana Beach. That was the first and original. And that's you've said that many yeah. times. And that's I at just, the foot of Diamond The history Head. doesn't really yeah. reflect that. And no, you know why? Because it was torn down, the original one. Right. But the banyan tree is still there. The, the how tree, yeah, that, how that tree, restaurant, yeah, yeah. it's 100 years old. Yeah. That is still there, and I'm that glad they it. kept it. Yeah. yeah you know? And then, so if you look at the old pictures, it was an old, like more like a and b Right. But it was a hotel. Right. And then the Moana was built. And then Royal Hawaiian was But the was Royal built. Hawaiian wasn't built where it is now. It was no. Built, it was built somewhere yeah, else. Yeah, do you know what the Royal Hawaiian was? It was downtown. No, man. do you know what it was, that property? It was a military thing. No, that no? was the King and Queen's King Coconut and Grove. Oh, there you go. Yeah, that's why if you go behind it, the Royal Hawaiian Shopping Center, all those coconut trees, they mm-hmm. left some as a... I mean, there had to be a thousand coconut wow. trees there. That's wow. where the King and Queen got their coconut water and their coconut milk from. But tourism really blew up when Don Ho and Elvis put it on the big screen. So right. El, uh, Don Ho had a show, a TV show, that was uh, sponsored by the sewing company. Zinger? Uh, singer, 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 yeah, sewing whatever. machine. And they, he had a, a show, and he would feature all these Hawaiian singers. Alfred Alpaca, that's my uncle, who was also on Hawaii Calls, oh, he was, was uh, part of it. What did he do? He was a singer, a famous Hawaiian singer. singer yeah. Um, and then you had all these, other, of course, other Hawaiian singers, and then it really blew up. When Elvis did Blue Hawaii and then all these other things. So what, that's the 50s? Yeah, now, yeah, you really jumped fast, yeah, yeah. the 50s. Right. Amazing. But I think the Don Ho show was not until the Well, he the 60s. became the icon of Hawaii. I mean, yeah. he just... just hands down. He, hands down. He, yeah. he was the guy. And I know you have a lot of memories of him. I used to perform and, on and, his, and, uh, with and, him, yeah. You used to perform with him. And, uh-huh. and those were like the glory days, weren't they? So it was amazing. Sense, it was amazing. Yeah, he, he was... He would he fill a room. Like it was like really went mainstream. Yeah. He would fill a room two nights a week, six days a week, uh, 2,500 people, 2,000 people. But what made him special was he made everyone else look good. So all the other entertainers in Hawaii shared the stage with him. If you were a new entertainer, a new comic, I was a new comic. And, and then he w- we would perform in his showroom, and then he would say, all right, I want you to come to the big showroom, and I want you to do 10 minutes. But you would sit on his stage next to him. He was like the Johnny Carson of He Hawaii. was. That's what he was. And, and you could talk to so many celebrity entertainers who they'll tell you, Don, Don put me on stage first, yeah, yeah. or Don put me in front of this kind of audience first. Because mm-hmm. we were just doing small clubs. Well, you got to remember now, Waikiki... There was a hundred clubs in Waikiki. There was comedy clubs. There was live music, mostly live music. And this is like the this 80s, is the eighties and nineties. Yeah, and they 90s started now. disappearing in the nineties. Right. right. Yeah. Just the corporate companies took over these big, uh, these hotels. The hotels and, and stopped. They doing put it. in their shows or you know their their luau's or what have you mm-hmm. because they wanted to bring in people, you know. From other parts of the world, right. obviously, it started getting bigger. Yeah, because I remember when I first moved here, it was sort of just the end of the Don Ho era. Yeah. I remember that my dad came in. I was working at KGU's. My dad came in, and Charo was oh, playing. Oh, yeah, yeah, Charo. With, with, yeah, Charo was playing with, uh, with D- David Blaine, uh, what's his name? Copperfield had his showroom uh-huh. uh, at the Pagoda. Right. Charo had a showroom. Uh, um, the Brothers Casamero had a showroom. Andy Bumata had a showroom. Frank they all DeLima. had showrooms. Everyone had showrooms. Frank DeLima had the Noodle House, which was this bu- beautiful set built in this, this room that 
probably only fit like 250, 350. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Andy Bumatai got his start in the Frank De Lima sh- a showroom. Right. Um, everyone had a showroom, man. Uh, <laughs> Casimero's uh, Al Harrington, yeah. who did a lot of Hawaii right. Five. Yeah, he yeah. had his own showroom. I yeah. dated a girl that danced for him. What did Al Harrington do? Besides, he's a singer. He was a singer, amazing singer. But he had I a, a never hula, heard him sing. He had a hula really. show. He, he had singing. A, yeah, he, he started acting. Yeah, you know, he did all these Disney movies. Yeah. but that's how he got found because everybody who was in Hollywood would come here on vacation. They found Don. They found Ale- uh, Al Harrington. They found Andy. You know, Andy was doing Vegas and do, started doing performing all over the world. Right, right. But you had a lot of entertainment. Melka Bang. Melka Bang had his own show yeah. <laughs> for everybody, years. Everybody had their own. Yeah, show. everyone. But but Waikiki was packed. You know. And, yeah. And and it was we like we had shows. We had shows. Yeah. And I think we, we have don't two have shows, shows now. now. Yeah. You know what they just expired? What the Magic Show. Magic of Polynesia. Yeah, that's right. And yeah. it was been, it's been did here for pass, like 30 did, years. Yeah, this is just, you know, so this, that's why I got chicken skin from that, that, that thing. And I want, I want to play that clip, yeah. uh, a little piece of that for you guys right now. So just see, listen to a little piece of that. Yes, this is the beach at Waikiki. There have been more songs written about it than any other beach in the world. Maybe you've seen it on some vacation trip that's been relegated to your memory files. Some people say it's changing. So it is inshore a bit. Some of the old shacks are gone. New buildings have replaced them. But Waikiki Beach itself is the same gay, colorful picture. Surfboards, outrigger canoes, suntan people from far places. Ukuleles and guitars and flowers and music everywhere. Look around and see for yourself as we bring you the music that has meant only one beach in the world for many years. And we're there right now on the beach at Waikiki. Interesting, huh? Yeah, so that's how it started, you know. And, and you know, when first, people first came here, they 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 came here by boat. Yeah, you know. And sometimes they would come up, they would come in here by boat, and then they would uh, actually the bring their cars. Yeah, they would bring their cars on the boats because there was no rental cars. There was at no the time. rental cars, and then they would. That's when they first started driving around. Yeah, and and you know, it's just it's just amazing. That was uh, the, when Matson came. They had a cruise liner. Matson it wasn't a barge, but Matson would dock at at Aloha Tower. That's why the tower was there. And that's where, when you watch old movies of Hawaii, you see the kids waiting and the hula dancers waiting for the ship to come in. The hula dancers would make the lays and then the kids would jump off the docks because the, the visitors would throw coins we'd off the boat coins off as the like boat. a tip or yeah. whatever. And the, we, the kids would jump off and grab the coins in the ocean. I mean, that was like the original and the beginning of right. tourism. And, and that clip was really, you know, when things started already moving along, where we started to talk about, you know, as we were talking before the clip about how it evolved into all these showrooms. There was all these great shows. There was all this yeah. great entertainment. And, you know, maybe that, you know, all this stuff that's been going on with us lately is maybe 
is it time for us to reset that? Well, you, you're funny back, you say should, that. Should we go back to that? Is I that was, what we're headed? I was talking to Andy, Andy Bumatai, who was Hawaii's first stand-up comedian, performed all over the world. He's 66 he now. He, um, he said he's retired from comedy. And I said, why are you going to retire? He said, the showroom won't be the same. Because back in the day, they would pack a room with three, 400 people and everybody would laugh and have a good time. Now we can't stand six feet near each other. Everyone's going to be paranoid of being touched by each other. Tables will be separated. You won't get that same vibe. And hmm. I think all the oh, entertainers... That's so sad That's what that. we're worried about. All the entertainers are worried about, is that what's going to happen? You okay. Know? Well... At some point. Yeah. You know, let's just fast forward to whatever day that is. Maybe Andy feels like he's that old that he won't ever see it. But is this now a time to look back to the days of Hawaii calls and reset Waikiki, reset the tourism industry? I would love to. To be be looking at back in the day again. We should. I mean, everyone's tried it. You know, every... Ten years, someone has come and tried to open up a showroom. Right, I know. Someone open a comedy club, and they just kind of it just <laughs> doesn't. You know, it just doesn't. But we do never it. had a period of pause. Like well, this. if you look like Vegas, I think Vegas happened, is just. You look at them; they're going to have to be like yeah. the same but, thing. Well, right? my, what I was going to say was, if you look at Vegas and what they did with the show, just look mm-hmm. at the show. Right. Um, Jeff Katz, who did Splash. Remember Splash? Was in the Riviera. Yeah, Was yeah. there for years. Yes, I remember. Splash was going to open in the Don Ho showroom when Don left. They thought, we need to upgrade the show. Right. The problem with people today is they're so hooked on shows that don't speak because now it's universal. What show does not speak English? Right, that's Almost why the magic every show in Vegas. so well. Yeah. Yeah. Almost every show in Vegas. They, oh, yeah. all the mysterious yeah. shows. Yeah. There's yeah. no speaking, right? Right. So... That was part of the reason why Splash didn't work in Hawaii. They thought, we can't do it in Hawaii because there's too much speaking. There's Splash too much speaking, yeah. So they said, we got to find like a Cirque show to put in Hawaii. And, and then they, they put that. Legends, they, and that they didn't work. They tried yeah. They tried the so Cirque. It, I think it's legends. people. People are just don't want to have it anymore, as much as we do. <laughs> I, I just don't know anymore. I don't know. But I it, wish we could bring but, it back. But, you know, it, it just, just gives you pause to think about it. And Hawaii tourism, I mean, that's just some of the history of, of how tourism got here and we're we're here there are lots of things to do here there's lots of entertainment music is still a big part of our culture i mean we still have our musicians we still have our music and our music is i think has made a huge comeback because of the internet so a lot of hawaiian music still but just not that showroom vibe anymore right 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 so make all of this you know as you're making your plans maybe it won't be the same as it was back in the day but these are the kind of things you want to look for and these are the kind of things that we're going to help you find when you're here in the islands because we know where all the you know we know where all the local musicians are playing yeah and we talk about the concerts and we talk about uh local entertainers you know what i was telling my friend the other day bruce what's that we should make a, a luau in somebody's backyard and it only holds 50 people. There you like go. a real luau. A real luau. A yeah. small, intimate yeah. luau. We're, we're like, like how we do it here. Yeah. Now, our, you know, for graduation or whatever. That... But it only holds 50 people. And, and my friend was like, yeah, that's a great idea. I would love to do it. But you can't make any money. And I go, what do you mean you can't make any money? The whole reason we're doing 50 people is because it's real. The whole reason why the luau got out of its, is not like it used to be is because we got greedy. How can we fit 2,500 people so I can make more money? 
It's not a luau anymore. It's commercialized, right? 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 It's a Could you imagine if people, local people started doing local luaus? Local luaus in their houses. Come and, back and to day backyards. one, how we used to do it back uh, in the I day. I love that idea. Yeah, yeah, I'm all in on that one. <laughs> we got to find the right me, combination me, of people to do it. Let me know how to do that. And if you, uh, yeah, because luaus is a big question of whether they're going to be even continuing here. But, but it's also a good idea because now you're not packing 2,000 people in one space. That's true. Right? That's true. Oh, I love so, that So I idea. think people would love it. I think they would like that. People hands down would love it. Yeah. That might be a good Airbnb experience. That's what I wanted to pitch Airbnb. <laughs> you know I mean? They're going to need help right, All right now. Let's get busy on that right after we hang up here. Right after the show. All right. Well, that, that just gives you a little bit of history. Thank you, Lanai. Once again, don't forget to check out Lanai at Lanai, L-A-N-A-I. When things start rolling, speaking of food, you will be doing the Aloha Plate food tour. Oh, we'll be it's doing the all best of our tour. private tours. And we'll be talking about that. You in, know what's insane? I'm sorry. I know we're running out of time. No. You know what's insane? Before the COVID, we were booked every day i know, I know. everything was booked every we, day we, but it took us five years to book every day and then like the last seven months eight months i was looking at my calendar we were booked almost every and if i was home more, booked, we would have been booked every day sometimes twice a day yeah yeah crazy and we'll get back there and, and uh, you'll be here soon and we thank you for tuning in don't forget to check out our website hawaii-aloha.com just click on the podcast link there and subscribe and get involved and follow lanai here at lanai l-a-n-a-i or me bruce aloha bruce at aloha bruce that'll do it that'll wrap it up for my beautiful wife yaling and all of us here at hawaii aloha travel i'll say aloha and mahalo ahui ho